0: i
1: Pastor Leslie Dory coming to you from Owensville Assembly of God. We want to welcome you to our broadcast on KTUI Radio. Our hope and prayer is that this ministry will be a blessing and an inspiration to your life today.
2: While the world is sound asleep And
0: too afraid of what might show up While you're dreaming Nobody, nobody, nobody sees you Nobody, nobody will believe you And every day you try to pick up all the pieces All the memories that somehow
2: never leave you Nobody, nobody, nobody sees you Nobody, nobody will believe you God only knows what you've been through God only knows what they say about you God only knows how it's killing you But there's a kind of love that God only knows There's a kind of love that God only knows
3: Come set our hearts ablaze with hope, like wildfire in our very souls. Holy Spirit, come invade us now. We are your church. We need your power. Joy and prize to see the captive hearts released The hurt, the sick, the poor at peace We lay down mighty hand heal our streets and land
1: Reading from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 22, verses 1 through 14 for our text this morning. It says And Jesus answered and spake unto them again by parables, and said, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king which made a marriage for his son. And he sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding, and they would not come. Again he sent forth other servants, saying, Tell them which are bidden. Behold, I've prepared my dinner, my oxen and my fatlings are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the marriage. But they made light of it. They went their ways, one to his farm, another to his merchandise. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. But when the king heard thereof, he was angry, and he sent forth his armies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. Then said he to his servants, The wedding is ready, but they which were bidden were not worthy. Go therefore into the highways, and as many as you shall find, and bid them to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways, and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was furnished with guests. And when the king came in to see the guests, he saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. And he said unto him, Friend, how did you come in, not having a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then said the king to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, take him away, and cast him into outer darkness. For there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. Much of Jesus' ministry and teaching about the kingdom of God was put into parables which is simply stories that illustrated spiritual truth. Much of the Gospels are parables to present God's plan and purpose of redemption and man's opportunity to respond and receive from it. This parable contains this message simply. The certain king is God the Father. His son was Jesus Christ, his only begotten. The servants that he sent forth are the disciples or the followers of Christ. Them that were bidden were first the Jews as a nation who first received the promise of a spiritual heritage. The other servants were those who accepted and believed God's plan of salvation. The slaying of the king's servants is the rejection of the ones sent with the message, many of the prophets who had the invitation to the kingdom. And finally, in chapter 21 and verse 37, it says, Last of all, he sent unto them his son, saying, They will reverence my son. But it says that they slew him, and we know this was Jesus Christ. But I want to note the particular points of this parable with you this morning. First of all, we see the provision. The king said, Behold, I have prepared my dinner. And we know that God has made preparation for salvation by the giving of his Son. And through him we have every provision. Paul said in Romans chapter 8 and verse 32, He that spared not his own Son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Secondly, we see the invitation where the king said, Come unto the marriage we see that the Lord used the most intimate of relationships to compare our relationship with him. He invites us not just to an event, but to enter into a living relationship, the joining of our hearts and lives together in him. As Jesus gave the invitation in John chapter 15, using a parable of the vine and the branches, he said, abide in me and I in you. Paul used the illustration in chapter 5 of Ephesians, verse 30 and verse 32. He said, for we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. And in verse 32, he said, I speak concerning Christ and the church, that living uh, a relationship that we have through him by be- becoming a part of him. Jesus said again in John chapter 17 and verse number 23, He said, I in them and you in me that they may be made perfect or complete in one. But we see the refusal that was presented to the king. It says that they made light of it and they they all went their ways. And we know this is a matter of that which affects every individual's eternal destiny. I ask you the same question that the Lord asks when he asks, what will it profit to gain the whole world and to lose your own soul? So what matters is, did you respond? Have you responded to the call of Christ? Did you follow him? Did you live in relationship with Christ? Did you pursue the kingdom of heaven? That is the question that we have to ask. And we see the world's refusal of Christ, that ultimately they did kill him. They did place him upon a cross. And the writer in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 28 and 29, says this, He that despised Moses' law died without mercy. Of how much sorer punishment shall he be thought worthy who has trodden underfoot the Son of God and has counted the blood of the covenant Wherewith he was sanctified, an unholy thing, and has done despite unto the Spirit of grace. So we see that God, in mercy, through his Son Jesus Christ, he waits, he bids, he invites. But one day, the invitation to accept Christ and salvation, and to enter into that kingdom he was talking about, will no longer be extended. But then we look at the gathering for the wedding, in verse number 10 of our text, it says, They gathered together all, as many as they found, both bad and good. And regardless of how an individual looks at himself or the world looks at someone, whether good or bad, we know that everybody needs Christ. Everybody needs the Savior. For Paul tells us in Romans three twenty-three, he said, All have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. So no one is exempt. The Bible says in that very familiar verse we all know in John three sixteen that God so loved the world. He he does not discriminate on on age or, or gender or culture or background. And you know it's the, it's a gospel that says, Whosoever will, let him come. That is the invitation that Christ gives. Amen. Paul said in Romans 10, 13, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So no one is refused and no one is turned away if they desire to accept and believe in Christ. We see then the king's appearance. In verse number 11 it says that he saw a man which had not on a wedding garment. And you see, it was the custom of that time for the host to provide a wedding garment for the guests that would come and arrive for the wedding. And it was an insult for a guest not to wear this this garment or this attire. And we know that in the spiritual sense that God has provided a garment for us, if you please. The writer in Isaiah chapter 61 and verse 10 says, He has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 30 that of Him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Those are some very important things. For us to consider. So we see the host expected this individual. Again to be wearing a wedding garment. But it was as if the guest was saying. What I have on is you know it's really good enough. I don't need another garment. And you know man in his own righteousness. That is his attitude. But the Bible tells us in Isaiah chapter 64. That all of our righteousness. That we can try to attain or try to, as it were, put on is like filthy rags. Paul spoke of those in Romans chapter 10 verse 3. Uh, he said they are ignorant of God's righteousness. They're going about to establish their own righteousness and have not submitted themselves Unto the righteousness of God. So, the only way that we can attain the true righteousness of God, be clothed in Him, is to accept the righteousness that comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Paul spoke of that when he said this in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 9. He said that I would be found in Him, not having my own righteousness, but that which is through the faith of Christ. So the only way we can be found in true righteousness to be accepted before God is to attain that righteousness that comes again through a relationship with Christ. But then we see the man's response. In verse number 12, the text says that he was speechless. He had nothing to say. He knew there was no excuse to offer, nothing that he could, uh, uh, he could offer up before the king. So, apart from Christ, we all stand guilty. We all stand condemned. But there is the hope that we have in Christ. Paul said in Romans chapter 5, verses 8 and 9, that God commends his love toward us. In that, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. So, listener, this morning, if you have not responded to the invitation of the Savior, if you've not given your life and surrendered yourself to Him, if you've not been clothed in in His righteousness and cleansed from your sin, I invite you today to come because the invitation is still available. The invitation is still open. But one day, the invitation will be over. Christ our Lord shall come. But I ask you today again, encourage you today to seek Christ, to give your heart and life to Him. May the Lord bless you. Today is our prayer.
0: All my life long to be a hero. So raised high or run into the battle I was gonna take giants down be a man you would write about deep in my chest is the heart of a warrior so why am I still standing here why am I still holding standing here I'm so afraid would it my cost to follow you I'd walk by faith if I could get these feet to move But I don't want to live that way I don't want to look back someday On a life that never stepped across the line So why am I still standing here Thank you. I'm so tired of standing here What if I gave everything to you What if I gave everything Everything. say goodbye to stand here
2: Of mama's crying Or do you turn away When you see the face Of the innocent dying In these
3: darkest days Are you not On praying You gotta cry rain, tears of pain pound the floor and scream his name. Cause we're still worth saving. Can't yeah, go on like this and live like
2: this. We can't love like this. We gotta give this world. Have you lost the love? Do you feel like
3: giving up? Has your heart been
2: broken? Are your kids okay? Will they come home safe? Do you lie there hoping?
3: You gotta cry, rain, tears of pain, pound the floor and scream his name, cause we're still worth saving. Can't go on like this and live like this, we can't love like this.
2: We gotta give this one.
1: Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast today. If you would like to worship with us, we're located at 302 North Cuba Street in Owensville. On Sunday morning, we have Christian life classes for all ages at 9.30 a.m. Our morning worship service is at 10.30 a.m. Sunday evening worship is at 6 p.m. except on the fourth Sunday of each month when we host a Christian film at 4 p.m. Wednesday evening Bible study is at 6 p.m and you can find our Facebook page at Owensville Assembly of God.